I'm so glad you're here. We've already got a lively chat happening. A bunch of folks are already tuned in because they don't know that we're always late. So anyway, uh, super glad that you're here. I actually showed up a minute after our seven o'clock time. I, I was, I was on time today for normal people time. And then we could have been on time for a normal seven after on time. And anyway, forget it. But you know what we're going to talk about tonight, guys, is sales. I'm super excited. Eric Dingler is super excited. And Mike Devitt, I'm not sure how he feels about it. But we're going to find out. We're going to find out all these things as we dive into this um, really cool and really, really useful topic of sales and negotiation, which is going to get me tongue-tied at least once during this time. Mike's going to say it cooler than me because he's going to say like negotiation or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. All right. Would you like to meet your panel? Speaking of, Mr. Mike Devitt, take it away. Ah, good evening. Hi, everyone. My name is Mike Devitt, and I represent Web Design Pro, where we not only build your site, we help build your business through an agreed set of keywords that your potential customers will use to find you. Today is Shrove Tuesday and Pancake Day here in the UK, and you will find no lemons in our design portfolio, no syrupy headings just ones that help convert. And like all great desserts, that satisfied feeling at the end of your project. And you can catch me at all the W's, webdesignpro.co, accept no substitutes. Very nice, very nice. Did you say it's Pancake Day? It is Pancake Day. <laughs> you guys, and I have had every day four, four, four pancakes. That's oh. why I've had glasses on. I had two lots of glasses on my head earlier today. I, I wasn't going to share that on the live show. Just, just my, hey everybody, uh, my name is Eric Dingler, and I am broadcasting from currently Mexico City. My family and I, we are full-time digital nomads traveling around the world. And to do this, I run um, our digital marketing agency called In Transit Studios, where we help turn websites into marketing hubs to help our, our clients get new customers all the time. That's me. So glad you guys are here. My name is Stephanie Hudson. I, as always, am representing Focus WP, where we help agency owners, solopreneurs, freelancers to scale and grow their business by providing all of the white label outsource services that you need. Whether it's development, copywriting, video editing, any of the things, we got you covered. I also have become a bit of an AI nerd. And so if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, which may or may not become a podcast, uh, you can go to the sizzle. Dot AI. Uh, do you do you smell that, you guys? That's the future cooking. Oh, stop it! Nice. <laughs> nice. Don't you stop steal it. my thunder? <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple things happening in the chat. Derek is mentioning he missed Sarah last week and this week. We miss her too, you guys. She's been down with the Rona. Give her the thoughts and prayers, bomb. Send it on her way. Uh, yeah, she's, she's still, she, hopefully she'll be back next week. She said she was still all froggy today. So, and, uh, I haven't heard if her family's okay. I, I'm a bad friend. I should have asked if they've gotten it. Uh, and Nancy has pointed out that Mike was, was that in fact a haiku, Mike? I didn't count. I was know. it? it oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So welcome. It looks like we may have a few, um, a few newbies in the group, which is great. 
this is um, this is not a real Divi specific. In fact, not Divi specific at all. Topic. What we're talking about today, though, is something that no matter what builder you're using, what business you're in, if you are an entrepreneur and you can't sell, don't like to sell, don't want to sell, refuse to sell, are terrified of selling, you're going to have a real problem, right? Because you got to make money. And to make money, you're going to have to be able to sell yourself. Before we dive in, as is our custom, I'm getting a little feedback. Is anybody else hearing it? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully yeah. it goes away. I got I got the old headphones in. So, um, so before we dive in too deep, though, let's just get, let's make sure we're all on the same page as to what we're talking about. Let's get a definition. We don't have Tim Schreifler here either. We need our definition guy. But I have a feeling one of these fellows is going to stand in for him on this. Who would like to define what we're talking about when we're talking about this skill set that is sales? And there don't know jump the room. <laughs> there with the room, yeah. We all dove in there straight away. Uh, well, sales well, go ahead mike take it away i no, even well, ahead of time that i was gonna ask them this question we were just being respectful we're being respectful oh mike you go first mike come on let's hear okay. it okay well what the, what is the what is the, the dictionary definition of selling and it's to give or hand something over in exchange for money uh or persuade someone in the merits of uh buying something from you uh okay however uh, I look at this in, in, in a very, very different way because I never sell. And we will come back to that a little bit later on because I'm interested to hear what Eric's got to say on this as well in terms of how he thinks about selling. But I never sell. So uh, we, we'll talk about that in detail and I'll talk about my process and how I Mike's go about Mike's broke. He no, I'm not business. broke. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited to see where you're going uh, with this, uh, Mike, um, yeah. because I could say the same kind of thing. I My sales process isn't to sell, and, and, I, and I'm excited to un unpack that. But in a business, um, there, every single business has four primary uh, things you have to do, and the, you can remember them by ACDC. Ready. ready for the notes. Uh, there we go. It's it's ACDC. You have to acquire leads. You have to convert them to customers. You have to deliver what you sell them and you have to collect payment. ACDC from selling gum to a house to websites. Doesn't matter. Those are the four basic elements of every business. That comes from Mike Michalowicz. That's that's not original for me. Um, but you got to You got to sell. So a sales sales is about moving people um, past skepticism over what we call the trust tipping point to where they're ready to give you their hard-earned money in uh, return for a service or product that's going to help them. Right. And uh, if uh, if Tim Streifler was here, we know what he would say. And that is two things. First, start, well, actually, you would say two things. He would say, everybody wants to buy and nobody wants to be sold to. That's one of his yeah. It's a really good one. And the, the other thing he has drilled into all of our minds and hearts is that people buy from people who they no, know like, like trust. and trust. Yeah. yeah. So That's it. We're gonna, so we've got this word sales. And if you just say like, oh, are you good at sales? Do you like sales? Most of the people that we talk to, most of the people who listen to this show, 
there's one of two drastic reactions. A small minority, very small, geeks like me and Eric, whatever, might say like, we love the sales process. But most of the people listening are going to be like, full body shiver. They hate it. It makes them feel sleazy and gross. And we're here to like bust that myth and say that this isn't this isn't that. Like that's not what we're talking about. Why do why do you guys think that sales has such a a bad reputation, a bad connotation around that word to the point where in Mike's first thing he talked about, he had to say like I don't sell. Like we have to like we want to even though that is what we're doing, technically that is what you're doing. You're in one way or another, you're convincing people to give you money for your services. You are making a sale, but you don't want to call it that. And why is it? There's there's some yeah. real specific scenarios around that, I think. Goes back yeah. to the goes back to the seventies, goes back to the eighties, where there was a lot of people knocking on your door, uh, trying to sell you, I don't know, double glazing. <laughs> you need your you need your house. You need, your, need your house double glazed. Look at your look oh. at your windows. Look at you. Oh. We can do this for you. Uh, selling donuts. No, not selling donuts. No. Double glazed. <laughs> Although I'd buy them. You've had enough pancakes. Don't... Oh, yeah. 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 Good, yeah. Point. Good uh, point. I think, I, well, here's the thing. We are all sold to every single day. We buy things almost every single day. Um, and so, you know, almost every single day you're you're running into a, a salesperson. Um but you don't notice it until they're really bad or really pushy and those stand out. The the good sales processes that you've been through when it's when somebody is is proficient at it, um, when they really help you find a thing to solve a problem and you feel like they genuinely care about you solving your problem, you don't feel like you were sold. You feel like you got a, a, a problem solved. Um, but when you run into that, you know, um, quintessential, car, you know, used car salesman that you can tell they've listened to, you know, a podcast or read a book and they're just quoting some line, you feel that and that's what stands out. So I think that's why when, so when you think of sales, you don't think of the hundred times in a week that you interact with a salesperson and buy something, um, you think of the one or two times where it was a negative experience. And so that's what, that's why I think people have a negative connotation around sales. Yeah. And also For sure. when you think, I, about I always when, go to the, uh, the used car salesman. That's like yeah. the stereotype, right? Yeah. yeah. But without, without that, without someone cold calling you and you look at the number and you go, Oh no, who's this? And you pick up the phone and then there's a bit of a pause and then someone launches straight into it. And I don't know what you guys do, um, but sometimes I'll give them 30 seconds to let them say something to me. And then most of the time it's, as you say, Steph, I can see your body language is, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone because you know, straight away, it's, it's, it's not what you're looking for and that they're just going to, they're used to it actually. It's, it's almost like, you know, we know that, you know, we're going to call a hundred people in this next hour and 99 of them might hang up but they're, we might get one just, yeah i don't even mean yeah. with the ph i mean it's the same as the other thing like just cast a line and see if anything bites is kind of those numbers games and the difference between that and what we're talking about today guys is those folks have their best interests at heart they want to get your dollars they are not out there trying to help you solve a problem 
that they're trying, they might talk about one of the problems you have, but they're not genuinely concerned. So I'm going to tell you this right now. If you care about the people that you work with and work for, and you want to help them and you believe that your services can and will help them and their business, then you got nothing to worry about. Then sales is not a dirty word uh, because that's that's the opposite of this whole connotation of the ugly and the slimy and the sleazy that salesmen, salespeople get. I might slip up and say salesman. I'm not, you know, I mean salespeople. For goodness sakes, I'm a sales girl or whatever. But. Well, and Stephanie, I would go so far as to say, if you know that you can build a website, or for some of us, website and digital marketing services, whichever you do, is totally fine. Um, but if you know you can build that in a way that that business owner is going to make the money they need to support their family and to be an employer, I think you have a moral obligation to try to sell Ooh. your service. Because there's a lot of people out there that can build websites that they're not helping. the They're just trying to sell a website. You, I believe we, my team is so good at what they do. I have a moral obligation to try to get other businesses to buy from us over somebody who just wants to make a quick buck and put together an online brochure that does nothing for the business. So as a listener to Divi Chat, you're here to learn to become one of these people that make amazing websites that convert traffic and, and, and stuff like that. So I think our audience actually has a moral obligation to get good at selling. Now and there's I said, something I said that in air quotes. But that's not what there's... we got into it for in the first place though, was it? We didn't come into this business because we wanted to sell. It's a it's a yeah exactly. I think a lot of I think a lot of people come into this business because they enjoy coding they enjoy designing they enjoy the, yeah exactly we we we're fascinated by uh what's changing in the in our industry and actually how many times do you actually spend you know during the course of your week thinking about the sales process the actual your sales process in fact it's it maybe it's a little bit like the financial side of your business it's just uh, it's over there I'll I'll deal with it later sort of thing but then the phone call necessary evil, right? Yeah. But then yeah. the phone rings and you you speak to somebody you've never spoken to before. And there's your moment. And it can hit and it can hit you at any point where you need to go into a mode. And when you've been doing it long enough, you will just click into that mode and you will just relax. You won't your heart beats a little bit faster when you're when the phone rings and you think, oh, this could be you know, a great prospect, this could be a great client. Um, but it's just the beginning of a conversation. And mm -hmm. unlike the hero section on your website, which needs to convert, needs to help you convert, if you don't hit the ground running in the first 30 seconds when somebody's calling you, you've got a little bit of time to just relax and just relax into that conversation and get to know them, get to know their business and if you want to put that conversation off, you can put that conversation off by agreeing that you're going to have a proper conversation and a deep dive into their business so that you're talking to them on a level that they're not used to. They don't, they're just not used to. And the amount yeah. of people that I get when they fill out a contact form and I get back to them within the first five minutes of that contact form coming in saying, I can't believe that you've got back to me. And it's amazing how many people are in business 
that just are not responsive. And, and people say, oh, yeah, you don't need to be responsive because that shows that you're desperate. No, it just shows a bit of respect. And actually, yeah. it's, it's, it's actually saying to them, no, I'm taking you seriously. You've filled in one of my contact forms and I'm taking you seriously. So yeah. that's all part of selling. It's your, yeah. it's your initial part. It's how you talk to people. It's how you, you conduct yourself. And that's, if you like, if you want to say selling, because I don't sell, it's how you deal with that person. Yeah. Um, I had a, an initial discussion uh, today with a, a prospect that came through us through our, our funnel. And we were scheduled for a Zoom and I waited for, I wait. So the, the Zoom was at, at two o'clock my time. So my process is two o'clock at 2.01, I send an email. Um, so I go over real quick and the subject line is ready when you are. And then it's just a link to the Zoom room. Um, and, and that's it. And then I wait until five after. And if I don't have anything in five hour, I pick up the phone and I, and I call them. And so that was the, the process today. I called the lady. She was super nice. She apologized. And she says, I'm, I'm not in a, pl- I'm driving home right now. And she goes, I'm not in a place I can take any notes. So maybe we should reschedule. And I said, oh, actually this whole call today is for me to learn about you and your business. I'm going to take all the notes. And she goes, oh, well then in that case, let's go ahead and, and, and talk. And she goes, if you don't mind me driving, I, I was like, I don't, I don't care. Um, but she had then shared later, she's searching for a web designer. I was the third or fourth person she's talked to. And I was the only one that spent the half hour how did you get into this? How, you know, what, what do you love most about this? Um, what's the lifetime, you know, how much does it, how much do you make from every new customer? How many times does that customer come back to you? Um, and what's the lifetime value? Like nobody's helped her ever figure it. So I had to do some math with her and help her figure out that like, you know, Hey, a, a, every new customer is potentially $6,000 over the next five years. Um, and she was excited to hear that. And so anyway, I, I think just what you said, Mike, she was, wait she was expecting for me to get on the call and ask her a couple of obligatory questions and then go into my sales pitch yeah um and i don't that's not my process at at all and uh and so we'll see i and i think we're we've got a really good chance of her becoming a a, a client so there was something um that you said eric a couple a few minutes ago and then something that Mike said, and it all kind of like weaves together. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but one of the big hangups is that, um, that in addition to like that, you don't want to seem sleazy. I sometimes think that's almost a cop out. What we're really dealing with here is imposter syndrome. Because mm-hmm. what Eric said was, I have this great team that I feel like it's my duty to sell them. So if you guys had that feeling, do you, like, if you're listening in the chat, if it's just you, do you think that selling yourself is part of the struggle that makes you feel insecure and unworthy or whatever it is? And if you had a great team behind you that you might view it a little bit differently? Uh, if you're brave enough to respond and, and tell me what you think about that, I'd love to see um it in the in the comment section a couple things with that are though one uh you already know so much more than any of your 
clients about the web, right? So even if you are just starting, you already know more than the person you're talking to. You already have skills to help them. So what's stopping you from getting in a conversation? It's the this trouble is sometimes the structure of it. If you got into a casual conversation with somebody in line at the grocery store or something like that, and some random thing about websites comes up, or they're stressed out of somebody at a and your family or whatever is stressed out about something, you'd be like, Oh, well, have you tried this? Or do you know that? Like it's so natural to us because we do spend a lot of time in this realm and in this world. But if you if you feel insecure about yourself, that could be a problem. So two things you can do for that. One is to find a way to not feel insecure, which is sometimes easier said than done, but there are tactics. And two, you can work with a team. Like if you don't feel like your skills are up to snuff, if you don't think you're good enough, find partners to work with. Find other colleagues. If you are more of a coder, find a designer to partner with if or vice versa or whatever you feel that your weaknesses are partner with someone else so that you can have that confidence. Uh, I mean, you know, we at Focus WP, we have a whole team. I had a, a call with um, one of our um, longtime clients and she's she's become a bit of a friend and I was giving her a little, a little friendly coaching and she was talking, she's like wondering what to charge on a project. And I gave her a number and she said, oh, no one would ever pay that for me. And I'm like, well, they're not. They're That's not, right. they're paying it for your Focus team. That's the, the, the focus devs are going to do it. She was like, Oh, Oh, you're right. And guys, her body language changed. She sat up straighter. Mm. She did just what I did. She was like, Oh, they would never. Oh, that's right. And she, then it was like, she was able all of a sudden it wasn't sleazy anymore. And I thought like, that's, that's really not even what it's about is that person. But if that's what it takes to give you the confidence to get out there and try some of this stuff, then do it, partner up with people. So that's that's one little tip. What do you guys have on the uh, insecurity angle of this? Yeah, I I, I think. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say what I felt starting out, which was you you do have that imposter syndrome without a question of a doubt. You're new to the game. You're 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 taking every bit of work that you that that you can lay your hands on, and you're you are uh, you're inexperienced. So you're going to have that feeling. That is a completely natural feeling. But as the years tick by in your business and the months tick by in your business and you start to uh, deliver different websites for different people, uh, it is rare now that I get a question that I can't deal with. You know, or that, you know, I, I think it used to be because as a, as a solopreneur, you're sitting there and you think, well, it's all down to me. But there is a community out there. There is loads of people out there that can help and that you can work with. So that becomes your team. Those people become your team, even if you don't regularly employ them. You might employ them to do that one thing, that one thing that has that expertise that you don't have, that you may learn a little bit of, but you know that they, you can go and get that person to come and help you. And there was there. There's a friend of mine, and he says nothing is impossible in our, in our game, and I really do believe that. Actually, there there is there are very few things that we have come across that between us we've sort of shared experiences over stuff, and he's done something that I've not done, and vice versa. So it there are there are as Stephanie said, there are people 
if you don't do sales, go out and get somebody that does. If that's not your bag, if that's not your thing, uh, there's a local company uh, where we are where they literally just have one guy and he goes out and he he gets websites uh, signed up. He gets people to sign up for websites. That's his thing. And that was that whole company was built on that one guy. Unfortunately, he then left them and he went off to do some other things. So, of course, you then need to fill in that that gap because then, as Eric pointed out earlier, there's people to pay. So it depends what you want from your your journey in your business and where you see your business in the next five years. So if in the next five years you see yourself as a solopreneur and you're quite happy with that, thank you very much. And we've had these chats with Sarah before about how she feels about Endure Web Studios um, and how I feel about Web Design Pro. But for other people, they want to have a team. They want to have more than just a team. So that feeling of imposter syndrome we talked about very much at the beginning, but as you get into it and as you create this this sense of confidence that that does go away well and the other thing i i would say with that mike which which is all really good stuff um and i'm a total agreement with it all um the other thing is you have to give yourself permission not to have not to feel like you have to have to answer to every question in the first call um so my sales process is what's what's known as a two-step consultative sales process hey eric hey eric can i interrupt you for just a second can we pause on that for one second because i feel like there's something else i want to say and then then i would like to jump into all of our sort of methodology because we are at a just about at the halfway mark and the first thing i want to say is that i feel like i should have addressed this at the very beginning and that is what we are discussing are things that are um not not realities. They are things that are more like just our feelings that are inaccurate. If you have an actual um, problem with anxiety or sure. um, mental health issues of some sort that make it extremely uncomfortable for you to deal with getting on a phone call, getting on a Zoom call, confronting people in that way, this is not what we're talking about, right? Talk to your doc, talk to your therapist or your friends or whoever, see your support system. We are not here to pressure you to do something that could potentially be harmful or dangerous to you, of course. I mean, I hope that you guys would know that, but I felt like I just wanted to say it because we all are dealing with so much right now that if this is something that physically or emotionally is very, very damaging to you, then like Mike said, find somebody else to do it. If these techniques though can help you, and can alleviate some of those things, then that's even better. That's great. Like if you're, if that isn't the level that you're at, this is what we're, we're trying to do is to just give you some tactics, uh, some strategies, and then the specific tactics to help you to overcome. Now, we have not really discussed negotiating very much either, which sort of goes into it. But what I want to talk about now is a little bit, unless Eric wants to dive into that. Did you want to say something on that, Eric? No, I was going to say the other thing would be that it's good to learn these techniques because if you decide to hire somebody to handle your sales, which is is a, a totally a plausible idea to do, um, you're still the business owner. You still get to dictate how it happens because if not, you might find a situation yourself in a situation where somebody's going out doing a bunch of cold calling or spam emailing, and that's not part of your value system. So I think it's still worth right. identifying what your company sales process is going to look like 
even if you, my, I'm, my goal is by the, you know, my goal is within the next three months is to hire a full-time person for sales. So I can take that hat off. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm handing, handing them our process, my company's process to do this. Cause if, cause that's how I know it's being done by the things that we hold valuable. So that's the only thing I would say. So even if you're not going to be the one that does it, I think it's still worth learning different sales strategies so you can put together your company's thing. Love it. Now I'd like to talk about, um, again, we're going to dive into negotiation down the road a little bit. This may bleed over into it a bit, but Eric, I want to come back to where I paused you before. Uh, we're going to hit the resume button and I, cause you guys, this is, Eric has one of the best like sales strategies at like the most clearly laid out sales strategies of most people that I know in the biz. So that you're going to want to take note here. Well, thank you. Um, and now I'm, I'm going to no start. Sure. No pressure. I, I, I'm going to start at the moment of the, the, I'm not, I'm this, uh, this isn't dealing with the, the whole lead generation and our lead funnel and filling our pipeline and stuff like that. This is just what happens when somebody reaches the point, they go over that trust tipping point and they're ready to, to have a conversation. So, which is do, the difference between a lead and a prospect? Prospect, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you're talking about so, once they've already gotten to the prospect point. Yeah. Once they've, they've warmed and like I've, I did three initial discussions. I'm sorry. I did two initial discussions today. Um, and both of them were people who about six weeks ago downloaded um, a, a guide to a Facebook ad, you know, they, I, cause I'm able to look and see through their whole journey. So they downloaded a Facebook ad um, and, and they've gone through an email sequence that's, that's very structured out. Uh, and then they came to our webinar last week. And then from the, after the webinar, they raised their hand and they said, Hey, I want what we call a playbook. I, I want a playbook. And so mm -hmm. that starts the sales process for these two other people just fill out a contact form on our website or, Hey, I was talking to somebody and they said I had to call you. And, you know, there's different ways people get to this initial discussion, but we have a two-step consultative sales process. The first step is the initial discussion. The initial discussion, um, we schedule it. It's 30 minutes. And the most six important words you can say at the beginning of e any meeting is the purpose of today's meeting is start every meeting mm. with that. The purpose of today's meeting is for me to learn about your business, kind of where you are and where you want to go. And then I'm going to be able to see if I'm the right person to help you right away. You've disarmed them like, oh, OK, like that's not what other salespeople or other business owners, other people are saying, hey, I want to find out where you are and where you want to go. And then I'm going to try to figure out what to sell you to get you there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find out if I'm the person that can help you. Right, now, so let me come in here and say why that is good, because who are the ones that are doing the uh, the opposite? That's your sleazy salesman, right? Yeah. So you're, 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 you're debunking that, uh, that objection before they even have a chance to, to realize it or think it. Yeah. And I have, I haven't asked a question, nothing. I just, mm -hmm. this, I just want to, I want to see if I'm the person that can fill that gap. Okay. Um, Love it. And, and so they're disarmed and hopefully they're leaning in. And then I just have a series of questions and they're conversational. So tell me a little bit about how did you get into today? I, I was talking to somebody and she's a dog walker and pet sitting service. 
I have to know, how'd you get started in this? You know, mm -hmm. and she starts telling me about her business and her, the name of the company is, has paw in it. So I thought it was just dog. Well, she starts talking about, she's taking care of horses and an iguana and all this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Now, come on. Did you start with dogs? And then how did you get into all these other animals? And I just start genuinely being inquisitive. Like, how did you, how did you really get this? What's the backstory behind that? Um, you know, who else is involved with you in this? And I want to find out. Um, and then I, and then I always ask then, well, who will be making all the final decisions um, on, on where, what direction you might go with things? Cause I want to make sure I'm talking to the decision maker. Uh, okay. Then once I kind of get that in the backstory, so how are things right now? Where are you right now with your business? Where are you with your business? Okay. Where do you hope to be in a year from now? Okay. What has to happen to get from there to there? You know, how, how many new customers do you need a month? How long does it take to get for somebody to become a paying customer after they first find? And a lot of businesses you're going to find out go, uh, I, uh, I don't know, maybe. And so you got to sit there with a calculator and sometimes, well, let's just say on average, Let's say you got two new customers next month. How much? And so you just got to kind of take through that conversation. Oh, wow. So that would make this much money. And some people, I had this conversation and, and it's like, so every new customer, is it most going to make you $100? Okay. That customer is not going to spend $90 for every lead. So you kind of, so it gives you just, well, you're trying to get good information. Um, what geographical area are you trying to sell to? Now, since I've said the purpose of today's meeting is at the very beginning, if they start asking me technical questions that I don't know the answer to, and I, because I used to feel like I had to know, because I had to be the, the guy that knew everything, you know, because I felt like that's why they're coming to me. Because well, if you don't know the answers, that, then forget it. They're not going to buy, right, Eric? Yeah, exactly. That was my fear. Um, and then I've, I've had to work to overcome that and, and be like, well, now I'll just say, well, you know what? I'm going to talk to somebody on my team that's our expert in that. Oh, that's a really good question. I've got an SEO expert on my team and I'm going to circle back around because again, the point of today's meeting was for me to gather all the information I need. And I'm going to take this back and, and unpack this with my team and, and I'll be able to come back to you with a customized uh, playbook. And okay, yeah, fine. And they just stop. Oh, okay. That's, oh yeah, that's right. You know, and then we go on. I don't have to come up with an answer. I don't think I just have a list of questions at that point. All right. Now your team. Zero, by the way, be, zero, be people, Facebook page. zero people will end that conversation. If you say that. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so I mean, zero people. as scary as that is to say, I don't know. It will, if you say like, I need to go research that, or I'm going to ask my team. If you, especially if you do it with confidence that like, yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to go ask my team. That's why I have them. Or if you're not a team person, if you're going to just research it, like zero, literally, you guys, as scary as it seems, zero people will be like, oh, forget you. Yeah, They'll appreciate so you it. Say, yeah, you can say, I've got a partner I can talk to. I've got a colleague I can partner. Hey, I've got a tool that I can put yeah. your website oh, just in research and it's tell me yeah. that. Yeah, just there's lots of ways to say it. But at the end of that conversation, I've got all the information I need. And I say, hey, this has been really great. Um, do you, anything else you think I need to know about your business to help you reach this, whatever they told me? You know, is there anything else you want me to, you think I need to know to help you um, in a year from now to be able to hire a full-time 
general manager or to be able to take a month vacation or whatever they told me their dream is. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I take that. And then we have a template. We use a template uh, in Google Slides and we just go through and we, you know, fill in, fill in the blanks. We take some screenshots of some things, you know. You know, you use a lot of free tools to look up their, you know, put their website in it and, and it, you know, uh, uh, like, I can't think of the, uh, uh, spy, spy food, spy food yeah. or SEO. Spy food, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Things. like there's a lot of tools. You can just put screaming their information frog. in and, and screaming for, yeah, just put their URL in and take some screenshots and put that into a, a slide. Like you'll look like a genius, um, and you know, like you're, you're look you look like this wizard. Like how can you see this about my competitors? And you know, da, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always, even if I, it takes us about an hour to customize the playbook. But I always tell them, like, so I told the people today, you know, hey, it's Tuesday. I said, hey, I'll, I'll have your playbook done probably Thursday. Um, so I'll pro- I'll reach out on Thursday to try to schedule something on Friday or Monday. How does that sound? Oh yeah, that sounds good. Okay, good. I'll I'll, I'll reach out on Thursday. Well, the playbook's probably already done. I I have somebody on my uh, Polina that does it. They're probably already done. But I have a I now have a, a reminder on Thursday to email these two people from today and to schedule their playbook meeting. The playbook meeting is an hour, and. That's where then I go through the slides. Here's where you are. Here's the evaluation of your website. Your S. Now, mine includes SEO reviews, competitor reviews, um, you know, uh, pay per click. Like, but that you don't have. If you're just doing websites, you can do the exact same thing. Here, here's your, here's the five things we think every website should have. Um, yeah. Your your website has three of them. It needs these two. You know, your your we think that your website. You know, uh, we we believe your website should have nine pages. It has fourteen. We we suggest trimming it down. Or we think it should have nine. You only have six. We should add two. Whatever it is, and then just sit down and then present that. And then you get to the end of it, which are so. Here's the here's your investment. You've got these three options: small, medium, large. Some people you know call it better are good, better, best. And this is where you would, this is what will help you with the negotiation part. I never, I don't negotiate on price. I used to, you know, I tell somebody, oh, that's $5,000. And, oh, I don't know. And then I'd be like, well, the best I could bring it down to, I don't do that anymore. I I lay out a very ridiculous, yeah, I lay out a ridiculous scope of service. And if somebody goes, oh, that's more than I would say. Well, one, I give them a menu option because you know what? There are sometimes we go into a restaurant and I wish I could order the surf and turf, but we have four kids. I can't afford the surf and turf. So I'm getting a hamburger. Um, I mean, you, you, when we go into restaurants, we get a menu. No, but none of us ever look at the, the server and go, you know, I was really wanting a hamburger, but $7 is a little more. Could you do it for six? Could I have the hamburger for six? Like we don't. We don't do that. You get the menu, you find something you could afford, and you buy it. And if you really <laughs> want the surf and turf, you'll put it on your credit card. We're the, we, we have the same thing. Like, give them three options. And if it and if they because here's the thing, a lot of them will look at the most expensive option and go, Well, that's more than I was thinking, but you're right. I can see how we need the email magnet. That's what we call lead magnet. We we need mm-hmm. the email magnet. You're right. We really need that. But if they go, oh, I can't afford that. I can, then you can say, well, 
I cannot connect it to Google Analytics and Google Search Console. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. And I cannot do this. And then the price is this. But the, you're, but what's going to happen is you're not going to get the results because it's not going to give you the data. It's not going to give you. And I just laid out. But but if that's all you can afford, then that's what you can afford because my price is, is already set. And ever since I learned to do that about a year ago, it was a total game changer for me. And some people go, oh, a lot of them, because everyone's a good deal. They'll just go, well, no, let's just go. At most, I would say probably 60, 70% go, okay, let's just go ahead and go with it. it it's, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll find the money. I'll make it work. Okay, great. Let's, let's go. Interesting the how they go, can find the money, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. How many times have you wanted something yeah, sure. and you talked yourself into it, even though yeah. it was kind of tight or you didn't think you had the money to start? Like, yeah, business owners, for sure. they're just like us. They're just like us. You know, <laughs> everybody, everybody comes in with a budget. But not always. Either way, it's always going to sound high. So, Eric, I knew yeah. this was going to yeah. happen. This has happened in the chat because you are going on and on and you get so excited about this, which cracks me up. But <laughs> Michelle Bickham has asked on the in the Facebook live chat, Eric, will you share an example of your slides and playbook? Now, I know you have received the you you're in a coaching program that you got that. I don't know what the rules are and all that. But like there's a lot more of a deep dive that could go into some of this training and so how do you handle requests like this? Yeah, I, I, I can. I have no problem showing the, the, the playbook. I can't go through it in detail because like you said, I just pull, opened it up here. It is 90 slides. Well, not today, um, but maybe we'll reschedule. So yeah. Maybe we'll do a little, <laughs> yeah. another chat. It's a, maybe chat marathon with Eric yeah. Dingler. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it doesn't have it, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, it, it doesn't. People have to want be. to see. It, people always do. Yeah. I remember when I started out listening to people talk about that, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I want to do that." And you're like, "I don't know where to start. Like, where to get all this stuff?" But, but anyway, so um, all of that is really good. Mike, do you want to talk a little bit about? I know we're like all of a sudden now. We we have about eighteen more three minutes, minutes left. We got a lot of ground to cover still. So, Mike, do you have? Do you want to talk about your process? I know you don't do sales. Yeah. Your non-sales I process. Sell. I don't sell, so I never pressure anyone to buy anything. If they buy, if you've done that, then they can have an immediate regret. And in our game, you're then looking at a refund. I don't want that. Mm. I don't. I don't want to go down that 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 road. I'm looking. In fact, there's a lot of similarities uh, in in the way in which I communicate and do business with someone that Eric's just described, and I'll just sort of go through it. I'm looking to build a relationship. After all, at the point that I am in with my business, they will have, if they've visited my website, they'll have looked at the reviews, they may have looked at some of the work, but we don't know at this point whether I'm a good fit for them. And I don't know if they're going to be the kind of person that I want to work with as well. And these things are really, really important too. And they're the kind of things that when you start out, you you think, oh, no, I just want to work with everyone because, you know, I need to earn money. I need to get the business going mm -hmm. and I want to get portfolio. So I start, I ask a lot of questions during my calls with any potential client. If it's a site that needs to be built with the search engines in mind, and most of them are these days, then it's a deep dive into the history of their business, just like Eric was talking, you know talking about iguanas or or other you know it was pause but then there's 
all these other animals, but you're doing a deep dive. You're getting into the history of their business. And importantly, what they tried before, but things that haven't worked out for them. And this gives you an in because I come across a lot of people that have worked with other companies that have tried to do it themselves. Why didn't that work out? Look for the moment that they admit to try doing something themselves or that they employed someone based on how cheap they were rather really than proven track record. So these things are just, they're, they're, they're small little ins, but then they're admitting to you that there's been a problem in the past. Um, and in the early days, I was like, oh, we can do this for you and we can do that for you. And, and I don't do that. I sit back, I ask questions and I sit back and I listen and I tell them I'm typing. So I'm bashing away at the keyboard because I'm a bit of a big keyboard basher. Um, I tend to get, give a lot of way through that meeting. So my meetings tend to last between 30 and 45. Um, and that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm giving things away. How many times have you tried a course? Let's say you've gone and bought, a, um, potentially tried a course, and they've given you, say, three of the 30 modules as a taster. Well, that's what I'm doing within that 45-minute session. I'm showing my knowledge, my confidence about my subject. Um, and then if you've given them a taster, then they'll more potentially will go on and buy. So I had a sales call today uh, with two guys um, that I'd never met before. And I just listened to what they were telling me and what they were looking for. And then I start, I listen, and then I summarize. And I go back to them and I say, so what you're telling me is that this is a problem and this is a problem. And how about if I could solve that for you by doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And you're getting a lot of affirmatives, a lot of uh, positive feedback. Um, I want the client to tell me what they want. I'm looking to solve whatever pain points that they have. What, why do they want their web website redone? Uh, I want them to speak. I'm very happy just to listen. And, and I, as I'm listening, I'm, I'm, I'm there and I'm varying my questioning. So I might have a list of questions and I might not ask six or seven of them because they're just not, they're just not relevant, but I'm typing everything anyway, because afterwards I'm going to summarize in an email to them what we've just discussed and it's going to be instant and it's going to go back to them straight away. This was what we just discussed. Um, I always close the call by even giving them something to do or letting them know that a proposal is winging its way to them. So if we've had a really good 45 minutes and we've worked out that they need these pages. So coming back to Eric's playbook here. So he's got a member of his team that's going to produce this for them. And, you know, this is what you need. Um, but just coming back to also some of the points Eric was making was that in that time, I will have worked out whether they've got, a Google business profile as well, a Facebook page, the things that sit around the foundation of their, their online business that will help their online business grow. And those are the things that, that, that they all connecting in, whether that's a TikTok channel, a YouTube channel, things that they need. And these days, you know, uh, we're much more visual than when I first started out in, in, in web design, where it was, you might put some images up and, um, but video was, not really thought about, but videos much more prevalent these days. Um, and I appreciate that many people was, will say, well, actually, you're not selling anything here because you, you haven't closed a deal. 
Well, of course, in essence, it's not for me. It's about building that relationship with someone that will yield a website and hopefully a long-term relationship and some recurring revenue. So it's the whole thing. And I, you know, and, and it, don't forget, it's their choice too. They may, you don't know this, but they may be talking to five or five other companies today. They might have set And what are we trying to do? We're trying to make them know, like, and trust and you. Trust. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if you're, you're if your business is already set up, if you're, if you think about your uh, website as your high street shop and you invite people into that, that, that shop, you, you, you show them around the store through adding things that are, are going to invite them in through the, through the front door. There's your hero section in the window is your hero section with get this this week. This is what we're doing this week. Uh, and then once they come through the door, you're directing them around the store until they get to your checkout, your contact form, and they hit the payment or submit button. Um, so I would like to share a little of, of mine as well, because please, I think please. I think you guys are going to see some interesting overlaps. Um, the way I feel about sales because I, I enjoy it, but you know, my personality, I'm very gregarious. I get in chats with perfect strangers all the time. So the, I do have that as an advantage that I am just a chatty person and I am genuinely interested in others. So I, I don't undervalue the fact that I have that um, as an advantage, but I, I don't just ride that. I have, I pay attention and I think, and I'm very strategic in the way that I approach a sales call as well. I do it seeming like I'm just a chatty, friendly person, but I do have a strategy. And one of my, um, one of the best things that I've started doing this past, I don't know how many months or a year is I will say this specific thing and I will gesture this way. Uh, and I'll explain it after I say, I say, uh, let's just take your website and let's put it over here for a minute. And I move my hands like I'm physically setting it beside me out of screen. Uh, on the Zoom call or wherever. I say, let's just take your website and let's put that over here for a minute and let's just talk about your business. What are your goals for your business? Are you looking to get more customers? Are you looking to get more revenue out of your existing customers? Are you looking to add X, Y, Z? Whatever it is, you can, based on the industry and what you know of them by the time you get on that call, um, you, that's where you sort of make a couple basic suggestions sort of, but basically what you want to do is get them to talk. You don't want to talk here. You want to give them an idea of like what you mean by that question, but then let them talk. And, and what I explain is um, everybody knows they need a website or needs a better website or whatever. But I think that a website should be, should have a clear ROI. If your website is just costing you money, it's just an expense line uh, then that's not good. So let's find a way, let's find out what your goals are and let's figure out how we can use your digital assets and your online presence to achieve those goals. Guys, write that down. Go like it works because nobody, like people don't understand a website anyway. Oh my, <laughs> Eric wrote it down. <laughs> You're muted, Eric. Eric wrote it down. Uh, but so that guys that like, I'm not saying just do what I do. I'm saying like, I have tested this and done it so many times and it works. If you go into, there's a difference between a code monkey 
and a business consultant. And who do you think makes more money? Yeah. 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 A business consultant. So if you go into that room and you try and talk about what do you want on your website? Well, they might hire you, but how much do you think you can get out of them? Uh, Eric, I think you need to mute again. I'm picking up like an echo. I don't know if it's back on. Oh yeah, it's you. It's gone. <laughs> Sorry, it's, gone. it's Eric. Uh, yeah, it is Eric. Uh-huh. Probably his family. He's 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 the nomad. He's with the fam. So, um, thank you, Nancy. Very little apartment. Very, very little apartment. It, it isn't. It isn't just the gospel of me, though. It is just something that I have done in this industry that works. So, if you just approach it in that way, and you guys can say those exact words or season them to taste, and that gets you out of the code monkey seat and into the business consultant seat, and even if that's scary. Sometimes it's less scary, honestly, than them saying, like, can you make my logo do this? And can you make a site that blah, blah, blah? Like, they're asking a bunch of complex things or technical things or things that, like, can you put sliders on and all of that? It just eliminates all of those discussions because then they're going to trust you with the decisions you make about the website, too. So it really just sets you up for success in so many different ways as you're going down it. And I had an example since they each gave a little example of a sales call. This one was um, about a week ago, a little over a week. And a friend of mine um, texted me and was like, Hey, a chick I work with needs a website. You do you, that's what you do. Right. And I, you know, it's the typical like eye roll, like she already, she has a job at a dental office. Like what is she selling? Lululemon on the side, you know, I'm just like, this isn't going to work, but it's my friend. And I'm like, well, what's she doing? She's like, she already got a quote for one and they quoted her like $10,000. Do you think you could like, and I was like, okay, wait. So there's something here. And I'm like, well, sure. I'll talk to her just cause I don't mind. So I, I get on a call with this lady and it's not for her. It's for her husband's business. And she got quoted uh, almost $10,000 to build a site, which was a complex site. And she was like, that's insane. I don't understand that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I did the exact thing I just told you. I'm like, let's just put the website over here for a minute. Because she's like, we need a website for this, is what she says. And I'm like, well, let's just, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Let's just put that over here for a second. And I said, let's talk about the business. And at first I was like, I'm not sure that this is going to be good. And then she started saying like, just in lost payments, because they were doing it cash. He uh, teaches sports lessons. She said, uh, in lost cash, because they were just doing like cash when people would show up and it was a lot of kids, they lost $5,000 last summer. And they had over half of their classes were not all the way filled because it was just who would show up. And so they had some classes. I'm like, if you put, so they hold 50 people. Some had only 20. I'm like, well, if we added 20 more people, how much would that be? $5,000 at the at the lowest rate. So I'm like, okay, well, we just ran some numbers. So I already know I can make you money off of this site. So this is something I'm willing to do. Guess what, you guys, I bid higher than the first person who gave her a quote. And she signed yesterday. So hey. when I say to you, yep. when I say to you that this technique works, it works. I signed a $10,000 website with somebody who didn't want to pay $10,000. And I'm going to make her money on her site. And she's going to and I told her straight up because um, she's scared to pull the trigger on 10K. And I'm like, listen, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think I could make you money. And, you know, like I'm not, it does me no good to take your, you know, it does me a little bit, but it does me no good really to no. like. Yeah, it's money. a win for them and a win for you too. 
Uh-huh. I want to share. I want to share a story real quickly. That's a little bit opposite of that. So okay, I had somebody contact me and just they get had, comfy, you guys. We're going long today. I can already feel it. They they had had a a, a quote for uh, about seven thousand dollars, and it's a it's a chiropractor, um, and their quote was seven thousand dollars. So same kind of thing, you know. Well, let's talk a little bit about where are you with your business? Uh, pretty well established. I was able to do competitor research, and I came on back to them and I said, I'll be honest, you're a chiropractor. You've already told me the most your patients come within this ten mile radius. You know, da 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 da. Here's how you, here's here's how you're getting clients. Here's your customers. Um, I'm, I I can build you a five hundred dollar website. Because you just need a one-page website. Because you know what somebody wants to know when they're looking for a chiropractor? Um, is it going to hurt? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> is it going to hurt? Is, is it going to hurt? Are you a quack? Yes. Um, and some FAQs. They don't care about like the X, like this, this, they don't care about what brand and model number your x-ray yeah. machine is. Okay. They don't care. Yeah. And, and they want to know how do they get in for a free consultation and just what's your philosophy? So let's, 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 you guys need to create, you need to have your husband. He's, he's the doctor um, and the wife runs the business. And so she's making the decision. Um, and I said, but here's how people find you. You've, you've already, you, they're, they're going to, to Google and you're not showing up. Well, we can fix that with a local SEO package. It's $750 a month. Plus here's how you already said, like you try to get the people that run the front desk to remember to ask for reviews. None of them do. So your competitors got reviews. We can solve that for $250 a month. Totally take it off your plate. Um, we're going to ask everybody uh, up to three times to leave a review. You're going to get all these five-star reviews. You're going to love it. You know, that's a thousand dollars a month and we can host your website uh, to dollars a month da, 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 da. Um, and she said yeah okay all right so I sold him a $500 website I have $1,500 in setup fees that's $2,000 and they're going to spend $1,200 a month um, over the next year I'm going to make way more than $8,000 on them building a website that they did not need because it's a chiropractor <laughs> so the exact opposite know oh, your, so know, know what you're doing yeah oh and it's and they love you for it and they're just like oh that's really great now after we get this you know a couple months down the road then i may come and say hey listen we should add this to your website we should add this onto your website we should do and start building their website out but i probably won't have to because they don't really need that many new customers and so it's just anyway that's my story Love it. So, um, guys, this is this is going to be a re-listen for me anyway, I think. How about you, if you're in the chat? Yeah, and you, absolutely. like, if you're on audio only, with me, when me and Eric get ramped up, boy, you are not doing it at 1.25 speed. I'll tell you that. We both get talking too fast. <laughs> so you're going to be there for the whole hour and seven minutes or whatever the heck over we're going to be, because it's now seven after. We did not even dive into negotiating at all because I'm a terrible time management person with this podcast, but I will solve all of that in one second. And that is to go read the book, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, who was a, um, he was a negotiator in like the, for the FBI or, um, kidnappings and ransom things and hostages. That's the word I'm trying to say. Thank you. So go read that book. It will teach you so much more than we could here. It's an amazing book and it will show you how negotiation isn't just like if somebody says, I don't want to pay you that price. I want to pay you a less price and you fight over it. It's 
the way we communicate and exchange uh, or and compromise in all our relationships in life, really. So it's an excellent, excellent read. And that will solve that problem. If you are looking to get some more help with <laughs> sales and marketing techniques, might I suggest joining us on our Thursday night Zooms in the Focus on Your Biz group? We talk about this kind of stuff a lot in there. And you can even sign up for um, some business coaching if you want. Uh, and what else? I think um, I, a little thing I've been trying to do lately too, not lately, just for a while. Nobody ever takes me up on it. I will give any person a free proposal pep talk. Like if you need help with this stuff, like I will give you a free proposal pep talk. And I'll tell you why the first one is free because I know that you will come back and pay me for the next one because you will make so much more money on it if you talk to me first. So if anybody needs a free little tip, you got a proposal and you want to know how to talk about it to your client, hit me up. You guys know where to find me. My website's right there. But you guys, what do you offer? What do you um not offer? But what do you guys want to say to folks who love this and want more of it? Uh, I'll go, I mean, I'll go. So, you know, I'll email me Eric at intransitstudios.com. Um, and I, I'll, I do the same thing. Honestly, it's, it's a two, I'm going to be very blunt. Um, I'll do, I'll take you through a two steps, uh, consultative sales process. I'll jump on a call with you and I'll find out where are you in your business? Where do you want to get to in your business? And I'll let you know if I can help with some coaching or not. Um, but, uh, and I'm, uh, I'll figure out a way to, to share sometime our playbook. Cause I do get asked a lot about it. Um, and I don't mind sharing it. Uh, I, it is I, really I, good. I, I invested uh, about $6,000 into it. So it was quite the investment for me. Um, so I, I just, I don't want you ripping it off. Um, but I also don't mind sharing it because it's, it's, it was worth every single penny. Yeah. It was worth every single penny. What we're here for. So, I would just say that on, on the back of that, that we we have had chats offline about, you know, things that we would like to share uh, and downloads and, and things like that. So let us put some stuff together for you. Uh, I'm yeah. very happy to put together all my my questions that I ask clients. They're very much based on a lot of the things that we've talked to, talked about tonight. But one topic time kind of leads into another and it's a good uh, set of questions that will lead you into the 30 45 minute dis discussion i with love someone. that so, that's really great yeah. Mike. that's good yeah. did you guys um do you guys have anybody that you like to follow that's really good with sales uh yeah i just started following somebody on instagram not too long ago and he he did a training on instagram uh, i'm just gonna look it up what i on an email to use when somebody ghosts you have you ever had somebody ghost you um and you know uh, you've you gone through the process and, and they start yeah and he gave he gave Eric, this I'm like single in my 40s of course when somebody ghost me when he talked where's uh, <laughs> my instagram here it is um now i just gotta find oh it came up right away jeremy lee minor m-i-n-e-r jeremy lee minor on instagram and he is his stuff has been great some of his instagram things are like 45 minute long videos but i watched one and I went, okay, I'm going to do this. I had uh, in my Kanban going across, you know, I've got cards that people go through our pipeline and I had, you know, four people sitting there in the waiting column. And so 
I would always do this. I would always, you know, get the point where I'd send him an email. Hey, just following up with you. Um, you know, want to know if you want to, if you know, you know, I've got some time next Tuesday. And he's like, every, and he, he's very animated, very <laughs> funny. He's like, Ugh. he's like everybody. He goes, you sound desperate. He goes, this is the email you sent. And I thought, I'm going to try this. Three of the four got back to me within 24 hours and scheduled their next steps. Um, and two of them have already become clients. It was phenomenal. And and the wow. email is just, the email is just like, I tried reaching out. I've, I've reached out to you a few times now, dot, dot, dot. Didn't hear back from you. Where do we go from here? A little bit like the magic email, huh? That, that was it. Just like, where do we go from here? And just put it back on on them. And, you know, they started, oh, I'm really sorry. I meant, you know, I still want to go forward. Just got, I had two employees not showing up to work. And then I got, I got these stories that were all legitimate. But it also gives me more, like this one lady, she owns four businesses. Um, and uh, she, she wants help with all of them. And she's already constantly telling me how overworked she is. So when I go to do her proposal, it's going to be like, we can take this off of your hand for you and just take care of it from now on. And it's, it's going to be like, it's on autopilot for you. And I'm, I'm going to use all those that. phrases work so well. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta listen for their, their pain points. So anyway, that's who I like to follow lately. Jeremy that's Lee cool. minor. Yeah, I think we're, so we're way over. I still want to tell another story though. If you're just listening <laughs> and you can't stick around any longer, it's fine. You can listen to it later, replay or not. We've covered all the stuff we had to cover. We're, this is like the after show now. Are you guys good with that? Yeah. It's in the yeah, like, oh, an after show. The lounge, like an after show. The lounge. Mike, yeah. Mike's like, it's almost midnight. No. Yeah. <laughs> End it. Uh, so one thing, I one person that I recommend following, which is trickier now because he's not doing as much social stuff, but Mike Killen. He's amazing. And he... I. I picked up a ton of tips from him. He has a ton of free info out there. Um, if it's still, if it's still around on his, I think he closed down his Facebook group, but he had a ton of stuff out on YouTube and stuff. If you can find him, one of the things that I love that he taught me that well, he didn't teach just me, he just taught it and it stuck with me. Um, is that, uh, Eric, you said it too. When somebody sees the price tag and they go, wow, that's a lot. And he said, this is so brilliant. You guys, he said, this is what he does. He goes, yeah, it is. And if you just sign right here, we can get started tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. He said, an objection isn't always a no. Or, you know, like, or a comment like that isn't always, like, we don't have to just pander to that and just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, what, what he's saying is like, if somebody goes to buy gas and fill up their car, like, God, this is expensive. Are they going to not do it? No, a house. Do you want to buy a house? Yeah. Guess what? It's really expensive. Yeah, you're going to do it. Like we do things that are expensive all day long. You want to eat organic food? Gosh, this is expensive as you put it in your cart, right? So if you, somebody sees your website price and says like, man, that's expensive. You, you, And I usually qualify it a little bit more than him. I go, yeah, it is, but it's going to make you money. If you sign now, we can start tomorrow. But like, you don't even have to say that. Like basically they're just expressing it and they want to be heard. And if you can hear them, then that takes that away. And it's not even an issue. Isn't that freaking awesome? That is good. I, I completely agree with that. And here's the thing. Here, here's how we say it um, in, with our team. Um, I, I, I have a set of core values. I, I 
cycle through talking to my team about once. I send a video once a week to my team to coach them. And I just, cycle, I, I just cycle through our core values. Um, and one of them is don't say somebody's no for them. Like that's the biggest mistake a lot of people make. We think somebody's going to say no. So we don't even ask or, and I used to do this. I would sit there and go, oh, if I, if I tell them it's $6,000 are they, and I've just, and I just got, finally got to the point. I'm like, no, it's, this is $6,000, you know? And when you just tell them, it's like, hey, it's $6,000. You know, like you said, some of them are going to go, ooh, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a comment yes, yep. from Jen. I don't think I've ever taken so many notes in a single <laughs> episode. Yay. Eric, Eric, when does your web design business course come out? Yay, never. never. <laughs> I will direct you. Josh Hall has some great business design <laughs> courses. Um, Tim Streifler has some great courses. Um, that is good. I am. I I was doing some things with with agency coach, Divi Agents Coach, but I, I've I've shut that down. Years, um, yeah. yeah, I I'm shifting gears to focusing ju- focusing specifically on uh, leadership. Um, that's really my favorite uh, topic to talk about, but leading, leading your company, leading your team well, um, and, and stuff like that. And, and with You're that will just be, will be business, general business consulting from, cause that's what I do. I realize that's what I do with my clients all the time. You know, right. uh, I, I had somebody the other day, I, I asked them, I was like, so what's your, what's the biggest challenge in your business right now? And she went cash flow. Okay. I'm a marketer, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. but I went, Oh yeah. Cash flow. Hey, I understand. Been there. Have you ever read the book? you know, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, I'll send you a link after this. And she goes, okay, I just, I just sent her a copy. I just said, I just bought it on Amazon and just sent it to her. And just, cause I'm like, this is going to be game changer for your business. Um, Plus she's the potential to be a really big client. So yeah, Um, it's worth $17 for that lead. Yeah. For the prospect. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, but thank you, Jen, but I'm, I am developing some, some stuff and resources and content, but it's just around just being a decent business leader, business owner. Yeah. So Um, there was something, oh man, something else you just said reminded me of another thing. If people are, um, they're bringing up objections. And then what, what led us down that road that you just talked about, Eric? Uh, don't say somebody's no for them. Yes, that was it. So sometimes what you, what you need to do to sell something is to shut up. This is sometimes a problem for me, as some of you may have guessed. But, um, but my, uh, my dad, I grew up with a classic salesman. And he, he was like, Sales, sales, sales. Like that's what he did for his job my whole life. So maybe that's why I don't hate it so much. But he tells a story about when he was brand new at the job and he went out on like one of those salesman dinners where they like are whining and dining these customers. But he was the new kid and he was sitting there and the guy that was with him was the pro. And he does his pitch and tells it to the people after they've had some cocktails and a lovely dinner and all this stuff. And then it's dead silent. It's dead silent. And that guy just keeps eating his steak or whatever it was, you know, like he's not. And my dad said it was so awkward and so uncomfortable. And he's just looking around, looking around. And then they like that sales guy was not going to be the first one to speak. And finally the potential, like the prospect speaks, they end up closing the deal, whatever. After the call, the guy says to my dad, he goes, if you would have said one word, I was going to punch you in your neck. (laughs) 
<laughs> because that's like that was his tactic. My dad thought this guy's nuts. What's he doing? Why isn't he saying anything? But he just like followed his lead and just sat there. And sometimes that's like you can talk them out of it if you that's, don't just shut up. That's part of almost the part in going into negotiation, though, isn't it? Yes, because it, it is. It is, it is you at that point. You are. It's who's who's going to break first. And also once somebody says yes or yeah. starts to a yes or is like in that direction of a yes, then also shut up. Take it. Like take yeah. the yes and and get them signed. Tell them what the next steps are, which yeah. is something I don't think we really talked being, about. But like, if somebody control. is in agreement, then you just give them the next step and say, here you go. If you just click this button, sign this thing, send the shirt, whatever it is, and you communicate to them the like what's coming next, I think is also yeah. like communicates yeah. them like all you have to do is this and then here's what will happen and it's we're going to take care of everything yeah and and i would say and i we are really over um the the but that, that made me think the uh, a couple things um the the big thing is every time you end a, a meeting with a client end with the next meeting scheduled mm. um because especially if you get into that negotiation process so we have the two steps consult consultative sales process um initial discussion playbook where the goal at the end of the playbook is to get their credit card number. Like that's my goal at the end of the playbook. Um, if I can't do that, then I schedule what we call a realignment meeting. But one way to help yourself, I have a strict policy. The decision maker, the final decision maker has to be on the playbook call. They don't have to be part of the initial discussion, but they have to be part of the final presentation. Too many times I've done a presentation, a proposal, and they take it to share with the board or the CEO, and they're not going to. I I say things in a very specific order, and you know I yeah. I take them on a journey through the through the playbook. Well, they don't do that. They walk into the boardroom, and you know what they say? Oh, I got a quote, Here's and it's you know thirteen thousand dollars. It's true. Well, I don't mm -hmm. I don't want to spend thirteen thousand. No. So. And if and I've had who some said, people go, well, says, we just we can't Mike get them on the call. Was Mike McCallowitz and he says uh, Batman has to be in the room? Yeah, he says oh, you have to have Batman him? in the room. Yeah, I think Batman. it's him. Yeah. And he Could said be. even because yeah, even if you have Robin in the room, Robin's not going to explain it right when he goes back to the Batcave. So you've got to have Batman yeah. in the room. So good. Yeah, Ow. it's it's a non-negotiable. And here's the thing I have found: if you have some non-negotiables like that in your in your sales process, you look, you, here's the thing, professional web designers charge professional prices. Um, professional web designers have a professional process. So have be that because you can immediately increase your rates because you're the professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Guys, we have past episodes on things like, um, getting getting leads in the first place about pricing your projects about all of the other things this was just this little tiny thing and look how much time it took us uh me and eric love talking about this i guess mike does too and uh so anyway if you want to hit us up on the other channels that's great we are gonna finally hit the button for those of you who stuck with us till the bitter end we're grateful for you please do hit that like button and leave us a review we love you bunches see you next week everybody enjoy your pancakes